Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Kent. Yes. Joel. Yeah. I know everything hasn't been quite right with me, but I can assure you now very confidently it's going to be all right again. I feel much better now. I really do. No, Jake. No. <laughs> the weird thing is that he, that's exactly something he would say. <laughs> no, like your tone is terrifying. So this is when you admit that you're a robot, Jacob. I will not admit that on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. And uh, we'd like to thank you for listening to our United States of Film America show where we picked an official state movie for each of the 50 states. These are Bacon Cell approved, but also nationally approved at this point. At so this point, yes. We are, we are not taking any like resubmissions or anything. Sorry, we're right. Do you, do you, <laughs> I, I was actually going to bring that up because as I looked at the map, I was like, I might have made the wrong call. A couple of these. Well, funny uh, you a few that. of those. Yes. Yeah. Funny you should say that. Yeah. Because uh, Jeff Smith on our Facebook page said, I could quibble with some of your choices, mostly because of Jacob's poor tie-breaking skills, but <laughs> this map is a masterpiece. Aw. Who said that? Uh, that was Jeff Smith. Jeff Smith, whoever you are. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> uh, no, but I wanted to bring this up because we, we talked about it on the blurb, but if you didn't see, we actually have posted at BaconCell.com a downloadable, high-resolution, large size of the map of the United States of America with our official choices yep. on there. The, the episode art that you saw for the last that week's episode, we have a downloadable yep. map that could be a desktop wallpaper. It's really cool. And Kent did a lot of work for it, so thank you, Kent, for that. Yeah, yeah. no worries. Well done, yeah. Kent. All right, so what's next? Well, we have a guest here. Oh, is that why this guy's sitting over here? That's this him. This guy and a girl, I, I guess. Hello. That's the guy. You're, you're not sure? <laughs> <laughs> There's a girl there somewhere, I swear, guys. He always thinks he says these girls around <laughs> everywhere. Uh, this is where we're here. We have Ryan Farron with us. Ryan, go ahead and say hello. Hello. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Ryan? I'm Ryan. <laughs> As you are. Yes, yes you I are. Am, I am a Patreon, so that's why I'm here. Exactly. Ryan is a I am the listener level patron. Yes. Which has the opportunity to suggest, not just suggest, but get a, a show on the air. Does well, that make sense? Well, at his level, he can pick between either getting a show or having us do a commentary on a different show. And right. we say, hey, if we like your idea, we'll do a full episode on this. Well, and that's yeah. the thing. Which he, is what happens. You tonight. gave an idea, and we'll talk about the, that idea in a second. But it was also like, it was too complex for a bacon bit. And so here we are. It was yes. too like good a, a topic show. for well, a the funny thing is, The funny thing is, Ryan suggested this uh, just as a regular listener back in the day. Uh, this idea, and then I guess you really wanted to do it because then he became a patron, and then we're like, he's like, no, you're doing this so we show. Had to. And we're like, okay, <laughs> yes, I demanded. <laughs> but I do want to say for the record that we do have final say on what we do bacon bits on, and if the person comes on the show very or good, not. Very good disclaimer. Just wanna, we yes. have the final say on that, but no, just because sometimes schedules don't work out, and sometimes uh, subjects are better uh, the shorter show, so we kind of yep. leave it up to our judgment at that point. But you still get to put in a, if you're a, I am the level listener patron, you get to put in an idea that we can do for a show. Speaking of Patreon, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. going to make a solid effort to say Patreon because we keep going Patreon. Speaking of Patreon. Well, because uh, the Patreon is the website, but patrons are who are what you become. Involved. It's very confusing. But you know what's not confusing? Our new incentive for September and October. We have a couple incentives, and this is for anyone that likes us on social media. Joel, yes. you want to talk a little more about that? Yes. If you like us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, you will automatically be entered to win Psycho. You mean Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? Yes. Right. All three. And LinkedIn. Grammar Nazi. Fine. Not or. Like me on LinkedIn. That's great. <laughs> if you find Kent on LinkedIn. I said all three, Jacob. <laughs> you said or. And. Okay. And also, we're doing this big incentive where I will actually draw your picture if you are a new or upgraded patron member, Patreon patron here we go and yep. i will draw your picture like and i will halloweenify you with so maybe a zombie a vampire 
we'll see. Look, just listen to this, listener, because there's really nothing else as interesting as that. These other things, do they sound like white I noise have to no you? Idea That's how totally it's fine. Turn out. You I just want to get a picture a of days, Kent actually. drawing you as a zombie or as Frankenstein or as a werewolf. Yes. I'm excited to see these. What about the other one, Jacob? Finally, the last one. For those of you who are already patrons, you're going to be entered in to win a Blu-ray uh, collection of... Uh, some of Hitchcock's very best movies. The Ultimate Collection. Ultimate Collection. I didn't remember the exact name of it. But masterpiece Collection. Actually. Masterpiece. That's it. Just saying. Masterpiece. It's and, Jacob. <laughs> you go back and listen. You'll find out. You <laughs> oh, said no, or. I said, I said or, but it's not a big deal. Okay. Okay. But but definitely do that. And if you guys have, like we said, great ideas for the show, you can come be a guest on the show. And we are so happy to have Ryan here today, which is why we're going to ask some very important questions. Yes. Dun, as dun, a guest dun. on our show, Ryan, you... And, and this is a nice thing, because Ryan's actually heard these questions before. I know them all. Whose friend do you want to be tonight? And he knows who, <laughs> where the loyalties lie, so this will really be telling people. He's going to be honest. He's going to yeah, be honest. Give your honest opinion and answer as quickly as possible. Here's the thing, though. He, you guys have a history... Yes. Right? But yes, Brian and I go way back, and then his wife, who's also here in the baking I, cave. I which, told you there was a girl. Yes. Yes. Uh, but I was going to ask you, Ryan, what, being as now you've, you've passed the biometric exam, and you've been able to get through the scanners, and you've got here into the baking cave, what is your most favorite aspect of, of the baking cave here? I really like your uh, dancing bacon man over there. You know, like the ones that they have out inside the uh, used car it's place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> dances yeah. up and down. It's actually, actually Pete. Oh, Pete. Yeah, we, yeah. Oh. when he's, we're not around, we just have him <laughs> yeah. do that the whole time. So thanks, Pete. <laughs> he's got no bones. <laughs> so that's what happened to Pete the intern. That's, he's right over there dancing. We just keep him dancing. <laughs> yep. He loves it. Right, Pete? I okay. hope you guys keep it nice and clean. Other like, unlike the ones at the car dealership where they turn all dirty and yeah, dingy yeah, we because do. they yeah. no Pete's quite ground. dirty. It's oh. okay. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but let's get to the questions. Ryan, are you ready for the versus questions that we ask of every guest that comes on the show? I'm ready. All right. There is no right or wrong answer, except there is. <laughs> Number one, which is better, Karate Kid 1 or Karate Kid 2? I'm going to go Karate Kid 2. Yeah, good start. <laughs> I was uh, had my mind changed. I think it was Abe that came on a little bit while ago, and he talked about it. He changed my mind. No. He was like, which is the one where the guy chops the wood with his hand? He's like, <laughs> yeah. two, and he's like, that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number two, which is worse, Star Wars Episode 1 or Star Wars Episode 2? Uh, I'm going to go with Episode 2. Yes. Mm. Because okay. of the sand. Uh, <laughs> sand in one. Do you rate movies using letters or star or letter grades or stars? Letter grades. Okay. There we go. Which is more America, Rocky Four or Independence Day? Rocky Four. Yes. It's unfair. Yeah. Oh, Marley just oh, said he's Marley, wrong. you don't have a microphone? Please be quiet. Uh, <laughs> is, coming. is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Christmas movie. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Hold on. <laughs> yep. Are you just giving these up? Uh, no. Buffy or X-Files? X-Files. Yes. I, I never watched Buffy, so. Lord of the Rings or Star Wars? Star Wars. Okay. It's not going well. Which is more Christmassy, Die Hard or Lethal Weapon? I guess Die Hard. I mean, I... People just don't know. You convinced, you know. convinced me that it was Lethal Weapon, but I'm not really a big fan of either one, so Die Hard is the one I've seen most. So we'll How did you get past the standards? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Phantom or Les Miserables? Les Mis. Okay. okay. And then Labyrinth or Neverending Story? Oh, never ending story. Oh, man. <laughs> this is pretty good. That was Did really split. I didn't count. That was, that was pretty split. I think both Kent and I are both offended. And, Although, and please. I <laughs> will <laughs> say he is wearing the Slackjawed Yokel t-shirt. He's wearing the I am a Slackjawed. That Slack explains Jod it, doesn't yeah, it? From tpublic.com slash bacon. Wow, we are just plugging all the way. Yes. But what are we talking about today, Jacob? You know, I'm actually going to leave this one to Ryan. All right. Ryan, tell us. Well, I wanted to... Going back to uh, the beginning of Bacon Cell, and there was a. a Did listener. you been listening since almost the beginning? Almost the beginning, yeah. I, I had a those get, first few; they're terrible. Don't go back. Get, I had to get caught up at the very beginning, but then after that, I was kind of hooked. 
But there was an interaction on Twitter, a famous interaction on Twitter, where uh, somebody asked to come on the show, and Kent says, well, do you do anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Hold on, hold on. Are you even good at anything? Yeah. Are you even good at anything? So I wanted to pick something that I was good at, or I knew something about. And it just took four years. It good just job, took four Ryan. years, and I so had to pay a bunch about of money. Ballet. <laughs> ballet, yes. Yes. <laughs> No, we're going to talk about robots today because yes. I am an engineer. So if we get two Jacobs in here, that's probably why, because I have no personality. I lost <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that was a burn. That was a burn. Oh, it was my a gosh. self-burn and a Jacob. Yeah, it was. It was. Time. Yeah, that's a double. That was genius. Okay. So you're an engineer. And I am you, an engineer. Do you, I was going to say, have you ever worked with robotics or do you have any sort of you know gadgets or gizmos that you work with at home? Yes, and try to. I do automation at my work, so I do uh, factory automation, try to put people out of work a little bit. And I'll just <laughs> no, I try to make their jobs easier by automating their the, the stuff they do. So that's kind of what I do. I'm also getting my master's degree in robotics right now. So nice. Um, so this is this. We're going to be dealing with a a lot of intelligence on this side of the table. Is what you're saying? Well, well half of that, the side of the table. Side. No, it's oh, me hey, too. take it easy. Sorry. What's your <laughs> robotics level, whittler? Um, now I, I want to bring this up too because it's something you brought up. As he gave us the idea, and we presented. It's a category show. You presented an idea of like robot category show, and so we came up with a couple categories and we gave them to you. And you said, "Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on." We have to differentiate between robots, cyborgs, and AI. Yes. Can you just go through the run real quick run through the difference between robots, cyborgs, and AI for I those who are Android listening. was one of those. Well, Android and robots are kind of the same thing. Okay. It is. It's okay. a humanoid, a humanoid robot. Jacob. <laughs> oh, the other See, one, I, that's what I told you this side okay. of the table. This, part of okay. this quarter, quadrant. The other, one quarter. Uh, the other category that you missed there was the mech suit. That's another, yeah, oh, mech suit. That was the other robot. One. Yeah, um, so go ahead and explain the differences real briefly between those four, we'll say. So I guess when I think of AI, I think of something that's kind of incorporeal maybe is a way to say it uh so no body no body doesn't necessarily have to have a body it can just be out there right okay. um and then a robot is confined to a body a cyborg is obviously something that has mixes biological components with mechanical components right? okay and then the last one a mech suit is uh just kind of a robot that follows the wearer so so it's like a mech suit really can't function on its own a robot can function on its own ai can function on its own cyborg can function on its own. and android can function on its yeah. own apple can't but oh my gosh. <laughs> hey oh Because I don't really understand this at all, some of my answers may be cheating. I'm just saying. I'm well, just and, we ca- and we try to drive the line between Alexa the robot. has a nice body, right? <laughs> <laughs> don't mention her name. She'll start talking again. <laughs> yes, I do. But no, we, we, and we talked about this, and there's going to be some blurred lines here, because obviously there's some cyborg robot blurry lines there. But the thing I think Ryan and I talked about, or maybe it was you and I talked about, I can't remember which one, but the human brain is the difference. If the human brain is in control, it's more cyborg. If a if a computer is in control, it's more robot. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So Jacob is the wonderful guide today, and who will be giving us a so list of movie categories. and TV robots. So we're going to be giving a list of movie or TV robots. Jacob's going to read off the categories, and then we're going to pick an answer. Each, all three of us are going to pick a, an answer, and then debate. There's no winners here. It's just a matter of opinion. But we hope you're playing along at home. All right, gentlemen. The first category. Are, are you ready? Yes, are you okay, good. Yeah, I'm, I, Joel, you know I am. <laughs> Jake is so ready with the list. The scariest robot. Ryan, you're our guest. Why don't you go first on scariest robot? All right. So this is a little bit of a cheat for me because... Cheat away. You, what, you're cheating on the first category? I'm cheating on the first category. That's I, fine I don't because cheat to like the 15th category. That's just so Kent Him cheating means that we can cheat throughout. Oh, good. Yes. So you're, you're into this. So I... Let's hear it. 
kind of made that distinction between robot and AI, but I'm going to go ahead and go with an AI on this one. Okay. Oh. So HAL 9000. All right. From wow. 2001, A Space Odyssey. That's right. If you don't know who HAL is from 2001, uh, he is a red, I mean, he's, a, he's the AI, but he's represented by a red glowing light. Yes. yes. In a box. So why is he the scariest? Because of what he does or just the, the a, feeling? A combination. So he's everywhere, right? And he's on the spaceship. He's everywhere. You can't go anywhere to escape him. And he is determined to kill you for your own good. You're a danger to he, yourself. He knew it was so mission critical. If, yes. You know, yeah. humans made errors in judgment, like trying to save another human, for example. Uh-huh. How would not let you? That, That's right. And that to me is why I wanted to bring up, because that to me is the most terrifying, terrifying villain is the one who thinks... They're doing it for good. Like, yes. This is for the better. This is what needs to be done. I'm in the right here. That's yeah. a scary villain. Also, really fun fact, H-A-L, so Hal, is one letter off IBM. There's a reason they named him Hal, because it's H-I-A-B-L-M. What? Yeah, what? Hal, IBM. I they did that on that. purpose, because IBM was getting huge at that point, and they kind of thought I, IBM would take over. IBM's evil. Oh, no. Watch out for IBM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beware. They're everywhere. They're in your house right now. They just IBM. became Google. That's what yeah, it is. It That's probably what it is. That's they exactly they, they, they knew they were onto him. The scariest robot for me is David from Prometheus and Alien Covenant. You just want to talk about Michael Fassbender. So let's talk about Michael Fassbender. Every show, bit. you're like, how can I fit Michael Fassbender So especially discussion? Alien Covenant when there are two Michael Fassbenders <laughs> together. Play, playing the flute. <laughs> uh, family friendly? They're playing the flute. <laughs> no. That's a literal <laughs> definition. I know. It's just really weird when they're together. But I... I think so. He is more of an ill. He's an android, right? In the alien series, there are androids throughout. Yes. And David is terrifying. He is. Uh, I've even gone back and I did not like Prometheus when it came out. But having seen Alien Covenant, which I liked, it makes Prometheus a better movie because no. you see David's plan. I, I disagree because I think David is the best part of Prometheus. He could have been put in a much better movie. Uh, oh, totally yeah. agreed. But because he's in there, it feels like this origin story for right. this guy that wanted to play God. Is there going to be another one? Probably not. Hmm. They haven't done great. Yeah, critically, in they haven't made a ton but of money. Did, I mean, that, did you give the synopsis of kind of what it's about? It's aliens, so there are aliens, and it's kind of the inception of the aliens, and there are other races you meet, but really, it's him helping out a human crew, but then he has this master plan to infect them yes. and test on them and build his own race he and has his this own superiority complex yes. that is hard to watch. Well, it's it really a god complex. Yes. Like, well, he yeah. wants to he destroy civilizations, and he creates civilizations. Yeah, that's his goal. And I think he is so terrifying. Just watch Alien Covenant if you want a good example of this. My choice is Vera. Do you guys know who Vera is? No. 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 Want to get sex girlfriends? <laughs> hey <laughs> We had her on the show. Uh, you, won't, you won't know Vera from her name, but you will know her when I say she is the robot from Superman 3. <gasps> oh, why would you go there? I was because, hoping you not mention this. <laughs> because, okay, so in Superman 3, which is a terrible Superman movie, they create this giant supercomputer to stop Superman by trapping him in an energy field and then zapping kryptonite rays at him. So very comic, very ridiculous. And up it's, to this point, Supermans were campy, fun, and, and harmless. And then they try to pull the plug on the computer. Someone gets a conscious. They don't want to kill Superman, so they try to pull the plug. And, they, and all of a sudden, the computer starts to try to survive. Yes. And as they're all running away, it grabs Vera pulls her back into the machine and starts like throwing metal on her and she's screaming in pain and then it throws metal on her mouth and muffles her mouth and then it turns her into a robot 
I would say Vera's less scary than the actual process in that movie. No, and that's it. When she How com- she is dehumanized. When she comes out, she's kind of like at the weird hair and weird, you know, 80s sci-fi makeup on. And she can shoot laser beams out of her hands. But as a kid, I'm watching this movie about Superman going bad because he gets red kryptonite and fighting himself. And it's like, oh, that's silly. And all of a sudden, this woman is pretty much killed on screen. Yes. And she, I mean, she does end up, they end up saving her. And the robot get there. The computer gets destroyed. Superman saves the day. But that moment has haunted me to the point where when I went to watch the clip to choose it for this thing, yeah. I got sick to my stomach all over again watching that part. So it's Vera. as jarring as the large Marge clip from Pee Wee Herman. Yes. Because you don't it's yeah. You don't expect it in kids' movies, but yeah, she comes out and she's a freaky robot, and that has always scared me, so I'm gonna say Vera from Superman. Good choice. Vera. Yeah. Okay. All right, next up, the robot you'd actually want to own. So the robot I'd actually want to own would be the Iron Giant. Oh, that's a good choice. The Iron Giant. Where would you put him? In my backyard. <laughs> Your backyard? Yeah, he'd stand there. Who needs a security system when you got a 50-foot robot standing behind your you house? Really what if they come in the front door? No, he's standing there guarding. <laughs> you see, he's in the backyard. Yeah, but he can see over the house. You think the government's going to allow some giant robot to just be chilling in your backyard? What are they going to do? It's kind of mean, it's honestly. Giant hey, just stay movie. in my backyard, okay? He's Make like sure nothing bad happens. He's like a pet. He's, he's more than a pet. He has he's, a personality. He's Vin I am Groot. <laughs> uh, but it's a giant flying robot. How could you not love that? And he, That's a war machine. He is a war machine, but he got damaged to his head, and now he's fine. <laughs> That's, that's the uh, movie. Um, and it's like the kid explaining it to his mom. Like, oh, yeah. it's fine because the damage to but his here's head. The, thing, is the best part, of course, he, he can recycle metal in the sense that he eats metal for his power. He also self-repairs, so I'd never have to repair him. Except for and his head. he can fly and have, he has laser vision. Like, he's basically Superman. Wow. No, this is no. Two, two Superman answers in a row, I just realized. Yeah. No, kids will be throwing rocks at him, and they're going to hit him right in the head where he got hurt before, and they're going to turn him <laughs> into a killing machine again. <laughs> and then it's the kids too much are going to die, risk. and the problem's gone. <laughs> So those neighborhood kids, those vandals, they are toast. Go up, thou bald head. I think it's just going to attract that army to your house. It could, but then then he'll just shoot down the army. And they'll probably make you a general just because you own him. And then he steps on your house, and then where are you going to live? Inside the robot. See, Uh, (laughs) I was going to say you haven't thought about this, but now you have. I have thought about this. So that's the robot I'd actually want to own is the Iron Giant because it's a giant flying robot. It feels bad to say we're going to own robots because I think in the future they're going to have their own citizenship as well. Putting that out there. <laughs> Come on, be progressive. You okay? robot no. apologist. Robo rights. Uh, the robot I'd want to own though is Bumblebee. Bumblebee from Transformers. Don't even bring up Transformers. You're a what are Michael you doing? Bay fan. You know they're robots, right? Wait, wait, wait. Are we talking cartoon Bumblebee and the Beetle, or are we talking Michael Bay Bumblebee? I'm saying anything I want. No, because Bumblebee can turn into any car he wants to. Are you? But he turns into a Bumblebee. Or sorry, he's totally thinking of Michael Bay. A bug. Yes, or he absolutely totally thinking is. of Michael Bay. Yeah, no I'm not the biggest it. Camaro fan, but it's pretty sweet. And, and it, doesn't, get this. it doesn't come with the Megan Fox, Kent. No, he can get me a girl like Megan Fox, though. <laughs> that's the thing. And that's actually my number one reason why I want Bumblebee. So he can like break down but she's only gonna be with you for like two movies oh oh but then i'll get another supermodel so it's okay <laughs> like i'm just shy labeouf now because i own shallow labeouf <laughs> but it'll be like oh there's something wrong with my car can you check out the- <laughs> oh. but that's the thing Bumblebee can be a freaking sweet car, and if I'm stuck in traffic, he'll turn into a robot and just carry me in his hands and walk past traffic. You just want him so he doesn't t- talks in movie clips. That's what you like. Well, well no, it's just radio clips. Oh, yeah, that would be really annoying, actually. Yeah. Much like another robot on this list that says quotes that is annoying. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. But I think Bumblebee would be awesome. All right, Ryan, I'm, okay, interested, Ryan. I'm interested to know your opinion on this since you are more of an expert. All right, I got my pick, and then I have an honorable mention. Perfectly fine. All right, so one I'd like to own is R2D2. 
Okay. Because I want like the actual R2-D2, not like the toys that you can buy in the store. But here's my question, Ryan, because I had R2-D2 initially and then I went... The real one? Well, no, I had him as my one I wanted to own. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I went, well, I don't speak R2-D2. That's a problem. Not anyone can. I don't, I don't have any sort of the ports that he needs to access anything. I also have stairs in my house. Like this he is can, a problem. He can hover now. Well, yeah, now can. are you talking yeah, original so, series R two D two? Well, R two D two you can kind of configure to what you need, right? Okay. So you can add the jetpacks if you need the jetpacks, or you could add different tools that you need to have. I don't like have a USB slot in there, you know, and then you, he's good. He's got a slot to hide your lightsaber. What else do you need? You're going to dismember yourself with that lightsaber. Ryan. You know that, right? <laughs> but he's just a moving trash can with a little oh, person in it. Oh, the guy over here for robo rights. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of the way, you moving trash can. <laughs> Oops. Um, <laughs> no, because he could, he could go around. He's very versatile. He can fix anything in your house, right? So he could fix your car. He could he's mow your yeah, He's going to fix it's my useful. car. He's a trash can. <laughs> He can't fix it. Fit his <laughs> arm underneath. You can configure him to fix your car. Bumblebee He's can fix himself. Oh, so yeah. can the Iron Giant. R2D2 right, always saves the day, though. My honorable mention, though, is Kit from uh, Knight Rider. Ah, yeah, yeah. Kit from Knight Rider. Wait, yeah. did Kit have the soul of a man, or no. did Kit was just a he robot? He was AI. Are you sure? We'll get into it later. It's not a ghost car. We'll get into it later. Okay. Wink, wink. 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 He's the ghost of Mr. Feeney. Which one's the most irritating? Mannerisms? Voice? Oh, this is a good one to go into after uh, Kent's last comment about Uh, robot rights. That's actually why I hesitated. I changed to (laughs) that one. Can I go first on this one? Let's hear it, Ryan. Let's hear it. The one I put down for most irritating is L337 from Solo. Oh, oh, she was oh, terrible. I chewed yeah. inside when she was shot in the movie. So. <laughs> no, my wife kept being that's like, quotable quote my wife, the whole movie, my wife kept saying, she's annoying. Why does she have to be so annoying? Mm-hmm. And then when she died, she was like, I'm not sad she's gone. Exactly. And I was like, I was glad know. she didn't last the whole movie. Yeah. Lando was a little bit sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there was kind of force sad, you know? Yeah. Force sad. Oh, oh, I get it. So I went with Alpha from Power Rangers because I, 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 oh, I, I. That's right. I can't stand Alpha because like he suffers with anxiety, so I feel bad for him. But like the sky is always falling. Ryan, do you have anything else to say you wanted to say about uh, what's your bucket? L337, which by the way, do you want to know why they named her that? I'm listening. Because of Leet speak. The when you use numbers instead of letters, like it's kind of like the hacker talk or yeah, you know, yeah. online talk where you use numbers instead of letters because Leet speak, L E T. I wish I never knew that. Yeah, L337. Anyway, I actually was going to choose a Dalek, but I can't because they're not a robot. It's an alien inside a vehicle, basically. It would count as a mech suit, I guess. It Wait, would, but is I just, yeah. because your wife hates the Daleks so okay, much? But, but I ended up choosing the Cybermen. Oh, okay. Also from Doctor Who. Much more. Daleks yes. and Cybermen are, are from Doctor Who. Exterminate. And so, yeah, that's Delete. what they use. Yeah, so uh, Daleks say, exterminate, and then... The, it's, like, it's like the Joker and the Riddler. They're basically the same. Yeah, no, it's different. really kind of embarrassing. One says exterminate. The other one says delete. 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 <laughs> I mean, it's like, really? This Which, is what you got? Fine. Here's the thing. <laughs> Doctor Who. Like, well done, guys. If that's all they said, I'd probably be okay with it. But then they started giving them long, drawn out speeches where it was like, you humans are not able to feel, or you feel too much emotion. You must not feel emotion. You must be a Cyberman. Like they give them these long yeah. sentences and it gets so irritating. Like, I'm like, look, the voice thing is kind of cool in small doses, but when you put it really long like that, it just gets really terrible. And Cybermen, for those of you who don't know, they're villains on Doctor Who who are humans who've now been assimilated, essentially, into robots. The robots take over and pull out all of the emotion and love and reason and just make them, you know, function and logic. I feel like we should do another Doctor Who episode after that. It's coming up. <laughs> Probably not. All right. Next up is Best Robot Sidekick. 
I actually went with Marvin from Hitchhiker's Guide to Marvin. the Galaxy. The, the, depressed, the depressed robot? Really? He's so How is he a good sidekick? Dude, I think he is hilarious. You know who I want by my side? A Debbie Downer all the time. <laughs> but here's the thing. An unkillable Debbie Downer. <laughs> he is so depressing that I feel like you could just, just yell at him and make fun of him, and he wouldn't get any more depressed. You dumb trash can, get out of my way. <laughs> no, precisely. But if you need any answer to anything, like he's the walking Wikipedia of space. The if only you had a phone that could do that. <laughs> but I have, a, I have a robot with an overly sized dome head. If only you had Google now. That's insane. But Marvin, he's adorable too. And the is Alan he? Rickman voice as well. The Alan Rickman voice is good. Oh, he, yeah. was the, he was the best part of that movie, honestly. Oh, easily. Yeah. I love Marvin. He's adorable. Yeah. Adorably depressed. Yes. I almost put him down for another category, but... Let's hear it, Ryan. What do you got for this one? Best robot sidekick. Best robot sidekick is sidekick from uh, Brandon Mole's book. Oh, I was just kidding. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Hey, it's okay. He doesn't, he doesn't listen anymore. It's fine. Okay. Uh, yeah, so shout out to, uh, or a plug for Brandon Mills, uh Beyonder? Not Beyonders. It's um, uh, Five, Five Kingdoms. Kingdoms. Five yeah. Kingdoms series. Anyway, but the best robot he, now, He's a walking trash can. He literally Brand, is. Don't he say that about Brandon Mole. No, no. <laughs> that's, that's mean, Joel. He's, he's, a, he's the a robot. on the first season. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> he's a street cleaner. The robot is Brandon a street cleaner. Brandon He's a celebrated I, author, Joel. I thought his books were selling better than that. <laughs> uh, for best robot sidekick, I have Baymax from uh, Big Hero 6. Okay. Ah, so. yes. Big old balloon. Wait, okay. Yeah. We're talking Baymax from the comics or Baymax from the Disney movie? Uh, just the Disney movie. Okay, so because in the comics, he is different. He's like this more, he can ship, he can shape shift into like a giant lizard or a giant robot. Well, or he a does cool figure. stuff in the movie as well. Yeah, he I mean, does. But like it's, cool it's fist very, bumps. But That's what he does. It's a very bumps. different character. He makes fist bumps cool. But so, Ryan, why do you think he'd make a good sidekick? Well, he's uh, very helpful. He's, uh, if you're hurt, he can hurt, he can. You know, if you're hurt, he can hurt you. It's true. Yes. <laughs> if you're if you're hurt, he can help heal you. That's true. Or you can put him in his mech suit and then he can fly you around. So. Which is fun. Perks. Uh, I cheated on this one. We cheat all Cheater. the time. It's fine. Well, it's not a big cheat because it's two robots, but they come in a pair. Okay. I chose Tom Servo and Crow T Robot oh, from Western Science Theater. Because I tell you, if I, I love watching movies and it would be so fun to just have two these two wisecrackers by me, enjoying the movies as me. And, and he went guys, the same way as Kent, basically. Kind of. Yeah. Except for, of course, this is, maybe this isn't for me. This is for... He kept Joel and Mike sane because as uh, Dr. Forrester was experimenting on him, showing these terrible movies, Joel Joel's brain and Mike's brain would have been melted had it not been for these two robot sidekicks who help him through the movies. Now, you say this, but I don't think your wife would agree that having Crow and Tom right next to I you during she, every movie <laughs> would be a good idea. She basically gets that, though, as I'm watching movies, just and I'm you? like, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I'll look at her like, am I funny? And then she'll look at me and just go, no. And then they give yourself a self-high five. Yeah. So then you talk to yourself, too. You, exactly. You make yeah. a quip, and then you... I think you're losing it. You do yeah. need those guys. I do. For sure. Because, yeah. yeah, I watched a lot of bad movies for Bacon Sale. <laughs> yes, we have. And for Clear Play. Oh, by the way, Crow T Robot, the T stands for the. Oh, I good know. to know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Most boring fact ever. All right. Next category. What robot is the most ridiculous? I'll go first on this one. I'm going with Row Man from Robot Monster 1953. Sounds like Mambat, but... Have you seen this? A long, long time ago. It was... In the galaxy think, far, far away. I think I actually watched this. Is this a Mystery Science Theater episode as well? Rodan? Roman. Roman. I don't know. He is a gorilla Monster. wearing a fishbowl helmet with oh, antenna. Yes. Yes. Right. That that's was an episode because that's probably the only reason I would watch this. This is one of the dumbest B-movies there is. <laughs> 
when this movie begins, like he's already already wiped out like most of humanity with his death ray. But then he also falls in love, and it really is one of the cheesiest, most ridiculous movie monsters there is. But once you see him, like you just want to give him a big hug. And he, he is so wait, he's ridiculous, but you want to give him a big hug. He's ultimately defeated by love because he likes young women. Aren't we all Kent? <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> Roman likes young women for some reason. I don't know why. I think this is I a, think I do. I think this is a thinly veiled analogy for Kent. <laughs> a hairy a large hairy creature. <laughs> With a TV, with a giant with, head, with a TV and for big ears. Oh, <laughs> move on. Someone go next. I'll go next. My most ridiculous pick is Kevin from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I forgot about Kevin. If you remember, Kevin. Screech for like three episodes. Screech built a robot, a servant robot that would like it helped Kelly with his science it homework. Lasted three episodes. I think he was in three different episodes. This is going to be the most obscure choice we're going to. It have. was just bizarre. Well, and the reason I bring it up most ridiculous is because I watched Stay by the Bell. I love Stay by the Bell, and as I was watching it as a kid, I remember thinking. Why does Screech have a robot? And it's like this wisecracking AI that like interacts with people, but its face looks like a speak and spell. Like it just doesn't quite work. Now, Joel, Zach could freeze time. <laughs> is, is a robot really out of the question at this it point? It is because it's like he comes in like, like I said, he's, I think he's in like three episodes and they're separated by seasons. Like in season one, there's one appearance. In season two, there's an appearance or two appearances. And then he's never mentioned again. It's like they bring up this I love robot, 90s sitcoms. and then they just say, "Ah, never mind, that wasn't working. Let's get rid of it." I think so. they decided to make Screech from a nerd, like with a smart, to just an idiot. To just so, an idiot. Yes, that, yeah. that's kind of true. Probably why the he robot got stupider as the show went on. Yeah, yeah, walking trash can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, what's your pick for most ridiculous? My unpopular opinion, and this is the kind of the engineer in me. Is we like these. Are you daring to be the villain right yep. now? We yes. like these. Is Transformers because I just think in general all of them, all of them, (gasps) because they don't work. What do you mean they don't work? (laughs) I had the toy, right? I had the toy. We're we're talking about fictional robots. Wait, wait. What is it? What is it that doesn't work? Like the characters in the movie don't work, or like the toys you bring home don't work? What what doesn't work? Because you can fold them and and put them, make them cars. If you wanted to build a real Transformer, Mm -hmm. there would be no place to sit. Because like the the you mean because it's not real. Hold on. No, but if they sit in this. No, chest, hold on, Ryan. When it transforms, they sit in the chest. <laughs> yeah, and no, they're they're from no. Cybertron, and they make room. They know their bodies well enough. <laughs> they can put humans in there. I think this is an excellent opinion. <laughs> it's just it's just the engineering. Yeah, look just, at these things. and say you could not build that. You should no, just wait, wait, cut wait, to wait. the chase and been like that. Okay, crap's nonsense. That's the rest you know? of the show. We got to talk about this. Wait, wait. The physics. <laughs> I, I want to point something out because in the cartoon, you could actually see where parts were moving and going, but it, 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 you know, obviously there's no, some the cartoon, suspension of disbelief. The cartoon doesn't have enough detail. But then you get the Michael parts. Bay and it's like this swirl of machinery that doesn't make and any then, like, sense. It grows and it does weird things. And yeah. Things can shrink. And so it's even, wow. it's even more ridiculous in the Michael Bay films. Man, there goes and the rest of my answers. No, Sorry. you see these characters sitting in the vehicles. Like they clearly fit. They work. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think they Brian's, don't work. I think we've got an opinion here that doesn't work, Kent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Bacon Cell. <laughs> All right, next up, most useful. Yeah, what's the robot that's actually going to help you out? Who's going to help you do dishes? I'll go first on this one just because we've already talked about him. It's Baymax. I chose Baymax from Big Hero 6 because he is uh, like he's a healthcare robot. So he could, you know, detect my vital stats and let me know my, you know my level of pain. And if my kids are sick, he can treat them. And then when you hug him, it's like hugging a warm marshmallow. He's like a really well-produced Fitbit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's like yeah. a body pillow. 
Yes. So we could snuggle together. Yes. He could be my big spoon. You totally could. Yes. But I mean, just in regards to uses, I'm like having a personal hair care robot around the house would be really good to take care of my 17 children. And so, like, Did you, you mean a few? all the all the all you mean you wouldn't feel guilty? What is this? Twenty <laughs> ten? <laughs> you wouldn't feel guilty about leaving your children on a night like tonight if you had Baymax there with well, them? Well, I mean, every scraped knee, every bumped right. shin, every banged head, like. Children are basically lemmings who are trying to injure themselves and having a... I was really hoping for made-up injuries right then, too. It's like, no, these yeah, are no, all these for really every happen. jump off this the roof. That happened today. And then, but no, if they wanted to jump off the roof, didn't you remember in, in Big Hero 6 when he falls off the roof and Baymax just kind of holds him and they bounce on the ground? Yeah, yeah. They could totally do that. So that is useful. Baymax would be uh, the most useful. By the way, I had an honorable mention, but it's As kind a of... a babysitter. Uh, actually, uh, most honorable mention flip side, most useless... I'd say would be would be Tars from Interstellar. Okay, whose turn is it now? Oh, I disagree. Remember how we talked before the show? Yeah, the robotics guy disagrees. He's right about everything except for Transformers. All right, All right Ryan, next? what do you think? All right, so I have, I have an honorable mention as well. Rosie from the Jessens. Yeah, although she's on one wheel. On well, a, little, a little pedestal, one wheel. Was, so she has good balance. It's she a poor does. design flaw. That's easy to tip over. Yeah, well, uh, she's got a good gyroscope. She'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's got good gyroscopes. <laughs> family friendly? <laughs> <laughs> what happened in the show? <laughs> Ryan, why did you do an impression of me and say that? <laughs> My most useful is also from Big Hero 6, but it's Microbots. So okay. microbots are yeah. nano the microbots, essentially, those right? Those little evil ones. Well, they, well not evil. They, but, yeah. It depends on who controls them. Yeah, yeah. So there's those little uh, Lego type robots that kind of right, can build into anything, right? Right, so right. You can reconfigure them in anything, any shape you want. But so. what would you put them in? Because they're not exactly going to be comfortable. Well, I don't know. You like can, this is most useful. What would you use this for in a no, day? No, he'll just command anything. a couple of them to grab a cushion too and just sit a, down. Yeah. Think of a 3D printer that can print anything and be reconfigured into something else. Yeah, but it'd be temporary also. Well, that's fine. I'm just trying to figure out from your standpoint. Joel, I'm not, I need, I'm not I, getting after I him. need a robot race. I need a race car bed. Boom. Race yeah. car you bed. You still need a mattress for that race car bed. I'm they sure can, they, can, they can Baymax grab. can lay in it. And <laughs> Baymax, Baymax lay in the nanobots. Baymax you mattress. You throw a couple of pillows in there you're good. Okay. Yeah. Well, these little microbots can go get the mattress. Yeah. Yeah. You could be so lazy. I need some Doritos right now. Boom. Goes <laughs> at the store for you and brings up the Doritos. Speaking yeah. of, yeah. my most useful is a small wonder. It's Vicky. It's Vicky? It's Vicky. <laughs> So think about this, guys. Explain Vicky. Superhuman yeah. strength, super speed. She runs on atomic power. She doesn't feel emotion. Who so is she? What's she from? <laughs> yeah, you got to get, get a plug back She here. is for literally from Small Wonder. She is a... Small Wonder, the 80s TV sitcom. Right. She was created to be the daughter and sister of this, this, this family. And she essentially is Rosie. She cleans the house. And, you know, it's part of the family. She's a very loving part of the family, She's except for slave. she doesn't feel emotion. She's a robot slave. Yeah, she kind of robot is. Wait, robot right. Once again, Robo She's not just a trash here. can, okay? Robo writes over here is like, I don't want to own a robot, but I want a little robot girl <laughs> cleaning my house 24-7. <laughs> she won't care. She doesn't feel emotion. You oh just my gosh, they're just arguing for it. <laughs> so here's the thing. They're in, in the Small Wonder Wiki, which exists, I found out today. Wow. She can. She's like Ant-Man. She can shrink. She can grow. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. She also, her, her neck can get really long yeah. for some weird reason. Long in her neck. It's really strange. Also, super powered learning. And this is why I think she's so useful. Not just cleaning my house. <laughs> so you can do your homework? <laughs> is she, she learns very, very well. So she can like create like a new like detergent, which she does in the show. Also, she can increase the gas mileage of your car just by like testing the ingredients. And for like all the parents get rich quick schemes. Testing like, the ing- How many ingredients are going into the car's you gas? Ask Vicky. 
Okay. <laughs> so she would be incredibly useful and make my life much easier. We could sell like any like do you uh, like MLM go to the pump scheme and, and then you just gonna, like spray it. her down with mm-hmm. gas first and then that's rude. How does it work? That's rude. Be, you got to be that's considerate rude? with your robot. Now, now it's rude. Yes, she, Kent, she won't care. <laughs> yeah, to quote Kent. <laughs> and that is my hey pick. Vicky, let's throw a match on you too. Does it help? <gasps> that's rude. That's terrible. <laughs> she won't care. She won't care. You never said that. You did say that. You said no, she won't care. She won't care about giving me Doritos. Not about burning her alive. <laughs> She was on my honorable mentions for most annoying, so. Oh, Vicky, wow. Robot, If you haven't seen Small Wonder, just go out to YouTube and just look up the opening credits. Just the opening credits, and you'll get a feel for what, how crazy that this was an actual TV show that aired for two seasons in in the 80s. Excellent choice. Next up, guys, what's the robot that deserved better? All right, so robot that deserved better, I have Maximilian from The Black Hole. Oh wow! Oh yeah, I totally forgot. So oh, this yeah, is uh, this is a uh, Star Wars knockoff, right? I completely so, forgot about this movie. So right after, but I know exactly who you're talking about. He's like a he's like kind of a dome head, floating robot. Yeah, he's red. He's yeah. got like the glowing, big eye, the big uh, black and white eyes. No, no, that one's Vincent. Oh, which uh, one's Maximilian? Maximilian is the big he's, red one. He's the bad one. Yeah, yeah. R- Ryan knows his robots. Yeah, no, I was yeah. trying to remember. Yeah. So yeah, Black Hole is like uh, kind of a Star Wars knockoff. Like I said, like right after the first Star Wars came out, 1977, there was like a slew Dis- of these. Back then, Disney was like, "We'll make our own Star Wars." Yeah, and now they just <laughs> bought them for a yeah. billion, or like right. four billion dollars. So back in back then, though, they couldn't. Back but then, Disney was. Dying. I think I think Maximilian deserves a better movie because. The Black Hole wasn't that great of a movie, but he was kind of a cool robot. He was kind of mean. So I think he needed to have like a better movie. What was cool about him? Uh, he was just vicious, I guess, and he looked menacing. So yeah. There he is, Jacob. He's oh, red. wow. He looks kind of like a Cylon from uh, Battlestar yeah. Galactica. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he definitely is kind of a, a, a red Cylon, I guess, a little bit from the original Battlestar. Very cool. like, He's like if the Emperor's Guard were robots. So many levels of geek right there. I'm sorry. Yeah. What have we done? <laughs> Exterminate <laughs> our fan base. <laughs> so I'm going to go next. Uh, the robot that deserved better is from a movie I don't care for. And I don't think you do either, Joel. It's called AI. This is little David. Oh, little Haley Joel Osment. Little Haley. It's not Haley Joel Osment. It's the character. He doesn't care. (laughs) (laughs) You're breaking my heart right now. And I'll tell you why. Because David was taught. He was created to love. That That's, is like principally why if you haven't created. seen AI artificial intelligence, uh, it's about these basically these these people lose their child and they're given a, an android child. Yes, and they program him to imprint on the parents and to always love their parents. But when they reject him, it is so heartbreaking. They it ba- is. what do they do? Do they send him out to the woods just they to get, get collected? They drop, they drop him off in the woods because well because they they get their their child actually wakes up from the coma i think it was yes spoiler alert for ai yeah mm-hmm. don't and watch then, it and then they end up saying well okay we got our our real son back so we'll get rid of this ai one he won't yes. care it, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to say it like it's me i'm caring for david right now but it's so sad because he is like an immortal creation is taught how to david love too? it's david yes got two david picks i think he actually grew david. up to be michael fassbender the robot that made kim oh, care which is why he had such, so many issues so now we got it. but it's, it's really sad because issues. this robot was you know never created to die and he was going to love forever and he was immediately rejected and so he was abandoned and then kind of you know you see the end of the movie lives forever with this hope for love and never really gets it yeah all right joel what about you uh, I went in the same vein that Ryan did, actually. I chose BB-8. Be- because, because BB-8 what? 
BB-8. People love BB-8. What you do you mean? He deserved better. Better what? Be- better movies. <laughs> he deserved better because movies. He is. He is. Hot the, takes. No, he That's is cool. one of the best things about the new franchise. Like he's such an adorable little. Do you guys remember when we worked at, at uh, our old company? Yes. We had that little BB-8 robot that would run around the office. It was yeah. adorable. Yeah. adorable. Yeah. BB-8 is a great character. He's got a fun personality, and he's put in movies. Look, that Force are just Awakens subpar. was a fine movie for him to be in. It was good. It but was not good, great, but it wasn't. That he great. deserved better. Like he deserved a better <laughs> movie to be. Because he's a better droid. No, no, no. He saved the day in The Last Jedi when they were on the big starship and he rode that little ATST walker thing and he was <laughs> controlling it. That was awesome. No, that's what I'm saying. He's, 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 like really I said, he's like the Pierce Brosnan, where he's given, he's a great character given bad movies. Totally. And yeah. I think BB 8 is the Pierce Brosnan of Star Wars? Yes. Robot movies? Yes. <laughs> But no, BB-8 is adorable. I love BB-8 as it's a character. It's done. We've said it. It's I over. Wish we had, I wish we had more BB-8, but just not in the movies we've been given. So he deserves better movies. I agree. All right, next category, we're going to go best in a fight. What robot is going to win? This one was one of the toughest ones. I have some honorable mentions, but I'm just going to go with the winner. And it's the T-1000 from Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Oh, see, I chose the T-800 from Terminator. Oh, this is good. Let's oh. battle. Battle. <laughs> well, okay. No, hold so, on. Hold on. Wait. If you've already seen yours, Ryan, let's hear yours too, and then we can all battle. Uh, well, mine is Iron, Iron Giant. Giant. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was my honorable mention, actually. <laughs> but he's good because he hit his head. Remember, <laughs> he can <laughs> still fight. fight. Yeah, uh, no, but I chose the T eight hundred only because liquid metal was cool. But the it also was, It also was defeated by the T eight hundred. Was it? After really. it was. After the no, T eight hundred was lava crashed. was. No, he shoots the grenade launcher into him, and then he gets. Sarah balance Connor's actually the lava. reason the T one thousand dies. No, Sarah Connor runs out of ammo, and it's the T eight hundred coming up over the conveyor belt with uh, the gun that's in hand. True, yeah, shoots a grenade. grenade launcher at him. Guys, come on, guys, come on. No, but it was luck. You can smash. Luck you can lava, smash. Right. Luck and lava. Terminator. Just yeah, it, it was lava. Luck and lava. There we go. Luck. <laughs> it was, that it was, was my band's name in college. <laughs> luck, love, and lava. I actually. was luck. My friend was lava. We were a duet. U- ukulele duet. Spicy. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, you know he. I mean, it's it's liquid metal. We don't have to go into it. But he can become anyone or any object, and it's much much better and much cooler. That's why he was the upgrade from the T eight hundred. And he doesn't just work for Skynet; he works for himself, which is why Skynet stopped making this model. And I found this on the Terminator wiki. Okay. Uh, they stopped making this model because he's just sentient. He actually has his own conscience, well, and I- he has javelin arms. But I ma- imagine having, like, I, one of my favorite things about Terminator 2 is imagining myself as John Connor being able to have my own personal robot friend right. who will maim but not kill when asked. Like, it's one of my favorite moments in, all, in, in many action movies is when he's like, no killing. And then, like, he shoots all those guys in the knee. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, the live. <laughs> and I'm like, that's pretty cool. He obeyed the order. And he knows exactly how to, he knows how to follow commands. He's going to be the one I want in a fight. The one that won't kill or the one that will always kill regardless? The one that will do what I tell them to do. The one that could... Dude, this one is Ethan Hunt. He could trick you and be anything he wants to be. And the T-800 won't see it coming. Guys, guys, guys. The T-800 totally could recognize Here's what you're missing, though. The Iron Giant's probably going to kill both of you. Exactly. The Iron Giant See, can take them all. I thought about that. The Iron Giant will like fire like missiles at both, but like the T-800 will be exploded at that point. No, his Mine will go into little off. parts, come back together, and sneak up. No, man. he'll grab him, drop no, him no. in lava. No, so <laughs> he'll the, just oh, eat them both. Iron yeah. Giant is... Oh. Oh, he'll eat some. He eats them. <laughs> yes. Oh, give yeah, it but over. it's liquid wow. metal. <laughs> so it'll be a little bit liquid diet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a juice cleanse. I, okay. I, I imagine just like the, the Iron Giant firing <laughs> missile after missile at the T-800 and then he all of a sudden the exoskeleton just comes walking out of the fire and you see the scanner go to find Iron Giant's weakness zap dead no Iron Giant could easily beat the T-800 and I do think the T-1000 could beat the Iron Giant Jake 
This isn't a game. This isn't a show. I like this show. Oh, I don't know, Kent. It doesn't matter. Guys, Let's move I think on. we just came up with a robot fight bracket. Oh, no. I, I thought about fight a robot bracket. fight bracket, but I thought C-3PO wouldn't do very well. So. No. Oh, come on. <laughs> I would fight for him. <laughs> Tooth and nail. You'd fight for C-3PO? I would. Is this a romantic sort of thing? Or is it <laughs> I guess you have your bacon bit follow-up for this. Yeah. Bracket. <laughs> what would you do for 3CPO? <laughs> C-3PO. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, let's go with Vision of the Future next. So I'm cheating on this one again. Man. Ryan, so, for an engineer, you are not trustworthy. That's true. Oh. <laughs> He's got all over Marley. <laughs> all right, so on this one, I kind of wanted to combine a couple movies because I kind of want to have a bright vision of the future. There's a lot of robot movies that are kind of dystopian in nature. Very much so. And I don't really want to think that our future is dystopian. So we tr- You trust robots. Yeah. To a degree, right? To a degree, yeah. should. are our friends. So I'm going to say something along the lines of uh, iRobot or AI or Bicentennial Man, but with the robots from Elysium, because I think the robots from Elysium are the most realistic-looking robots now, of the go, time. Oh, I'm trying to remember what those said. Synopsis of Elysium, that's the Matt Damon movie. Yeah, Matt Damon. About and, the city in the sky. Yep. And it's like a utopia up in the sky, but everyone down below is pretty miserable. Yes. So, you know, it's like... What do the robots do in that one? Oh, they're the police officers. They're pretty menacing, though. Yeah, they are. Um, But, like, if you're going to have robots, I think they're going to look like... You're like, uh, they better be menacing. Right? Yeah, they're going to look like those robots, because those like... What do the robots look like? I was going to say, describe it for the audience. This is a theater of the mind. So, if you look up the robot Atlas... Atlas. Atlas humanoid from... uh, um, Can I find that in the small wonder wiki? No. Okay. <laughs> but uh, you can find it from Boston Dynamics. It's the robot, humanoid robot Atlas. And there's several, several versions of that. They kind of are kind of moving on that So, way. okay, it looks like one of those those uh, four-legged dog robots, but no, standing on two no, legs, no. what this yeah. one looks like. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably a good uh, description of it. Also, if they've seen the movie Chappie, it's basically the same robot. Chappie. Uh, I hate Chappie. Yeah, Chappie's a dumb movie. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I hate Chappie. But Elysium <laughs> has good robots, but I, I want them to be peaceful more like uh, the robots in iRobot. Or so you're kind of combining these. No, it's, yeah, it's funny. iRobot's a violent action movie with Will Smith, but like the stories it's based on is all based around the rules of robotics, which is yes. that, oh, they're actually really the peaceful Isaac in Asimov, nature. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I think the way those are written, like there's always some drama there, but they always follow the rules, which is a really cool university. What creates. rules is that? Do tell. The Asmanoff's Three Rules of Robotics. Yes. Ryan, do you know the Asmanoff's Three Rules of Robotics? Oh, I don't know if I can... It's The first one's like, do not harm a human. Yes, hold on, I'm pulling and it up you, right now. So, yeah, you cannot harm a human is number one. And yeah, then, uh, a robot may not... This is Isaac Asimov, who's an author. Yes. And he came up with the three laws of robotics that almost every fiction robot has come up with, has had sense. So, a robot may not injure a human being or, through inaction, allow a human being to come to harm. So, there you go, Batman... You can't do. I'm not going to kill you. Oh, are you going to call out Batman? You. No, that whole, that whole, How dare you? That whole, a robot's better than Batman. I'm just is saying that, that whole mentality. Of, I don't kill people, but I let that guy die on a train. Batman's not a robot. He's a human being. I know. I'm saying you can't say I don't kill people. And He'll be kill fine. Uh, law, He's sleeping. The second law: a robot must obey orders given given it by human beings, except where such orders would conflict with the first law. Makes sense. So it covers that base there. And then rule number three, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first law or the second law. Perfect. Protect others, uh, obey orders, and protect yourself. Those are basically the three laws. There should be like a dancing law in there. They always always have to dance. And dance. A dancing law? After every kill. It's called the Fortnite law. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> there the hype dance. Yeah. So an iRobot, that's kind of like the, the <laughs> Thanks whole, for cutting us off. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> 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 so you just got back on track. Yes, yes please do. But then uh, that one, he, it's all about because the rules get broken, right? Exactly. And so, but it's kind of it's kind of localized and they deal with the threat. It doesn't get out of hand before it becomes dystopian. So that's kind of why I think that the Isaac Asimov kind of vision of the future is better. But if the robots looked like they look like in Elysium, I think that would be the okay. what's most likely to happen. I think the most realistic vision of the future is actually, I feel like it's a grim movie because it shows what we as humans would be like, but it's her. Samantha. Her? Her. <laughs> With Joaquin Phoenix in the voice of Scarlett Johansson. Oh, you love Scarlett Johansson. I, I actually don't care for this movie, but I think it's really telling of kind of how lazy we'll get and how much we'll rely on AI. A brief synopsis of what her's about? Yeah, so yeah, her is, is the near future. They never really say, but Joaquin Phoenix is a, a man who's just been broken up with and he picks up a new basic uh, a phone, but it's AI that's willing to be, it's Siri, but she is sentient and she can actually like form a relationship with you. It's a learning you. robot, a learning computer, yes. yeah. And so like, for example, he... She's not really a robot though, is she is She's AI. AI. And that's why I think it's a Cheater. vision... No, it's a vision of the future because I don't think robots are going to be everywhere, but I do think AI with smart homes and everything, AI will be everywhere. And I think in this one, because it's a little more like dark because technology's everywhere and like Samantha in the story, spoiler alert, but she becomes much smarter than this human she's talking to. In fact, she's talking to thousands of people and he feels betrayed that she's not just in love with him, that she's in love with everyone she's talking to. And so it's like it shows our human side and how robots are really indifferent. Yeah. You can do anything okay. they want. It's good. Right. Yes. I think there's a good case to be made for uh, Wally. Yes. Where the yeah. robots are there to take care of you. You all become fat and lazy. And we don't. Right. We don't have any. That's, that's more of a vision of humanity than of robots. Well, yeah, though. but I, I, I could see that possibility as yeah. well. Uh, Mr. I don't like dystopians, but let us all be fat and lazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Dies. Sounds um, wonderful. My vision of the future actually was a little more literal as well. And I chose Kit from Knight Rider. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just that's your realistic hear version? Me, oh, yeah. Hear me out here. Because in the future, I think we're all going to drive 1982 Pontiac Trans Ams. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. Or, uh, no, but think about this. Because we're talking about smart cars, self-driving cars. That's exactly what Kit was back in the day. And I believe down the road, we're going to be having conversations with our cars as we're driving. Asking them questions, getting information. It'd probably just Solving be Elon, crimes. Elon Musk you'll be talking to. <laughs> probably so, that voice yeah. in there. Hey, We've man. already got several prototypes already. Uh, but the, the thing is, like, Kit, and let me just read some of these features of Kit that I think could be part of the future. Uh, for example, obviously, the talking and interacting with people. Also, it can run silently. So electric cars, of course, that's something. It has a medical scanner with a, with an uh, electrocardiograph in there, so you could do health scans. It could deflate and reinflate tires. It could tint the windshield and windows on command. Uh, it had two front ejection seats. That's just fun. And uh, could print hard copies of data on the dashboard-mounted printer. Ooh, this is the, the printer. Wow, that's and also, like, can we skip that feature? And also, it we're going through the amenities. I'm like, I'm not paying an extra two grand <laughs> for that one. Matrix also, <laughs> yeah, probably still with the dot matrix. Pa no power windows. It either. could also print money, or not print me, but it was an ATM. It could give Michael money when it needed to. It's like an ATM. But okay. Anyway, I just I, I read this and I thought I was thinking of the future and I thought really Kit. I would be fine if it was William Daniels' voice, too. Yes. Like the original Kit voice talking to me. But I think interacting with our cars and having self-driving cars is is very realistic future. Really I just is. don't think we'll I talk agree. to them. I think we'll no, just we go. Will. I think we'll take a nap while we're going they're, to work. They're, no, putting, they're putting Alexa in cars already. Yeah, that's what I mean. Don't say her name. She's going to turn on again. Yes, she will. please no. But then it's like, it, honestly, you get in and you're like, uh, all right, Kit, take me to Grandma's. Okay. 
and then you just lay down and go to sleep. But then when you wake up, you're like, you're how at far, the three grammars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good news. Actually, I read a headline the other day there. Well, this is like a month ago. Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, their grocery store where they're practicing uh, soft launch for uh, self-driving cars, delivering groceries to people's yeah. houses. It's going to be yeah. weird. That Excited for that. Place. Oh, I also wanted to mention that, uh, you know, the red uh, light on the front of kit that really didn't serve any, I mean, it served purpose in the show, but the, the creator, Grant Glenn A. Larson, if you remember his name, he's also the creator of the Cylons of Battlestar Galactica. He was a creator of Knight Rider. Oh, well. that makes total sense. So he put, really? the, he put the Cylon light on the front of Kit, and that's really, he thought it looked so cool. So he basically made a long light. Yeah. And then yes. people, people have actually speculated that Kit is a Cylon, oh. but he has since debunked those and said, no, 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 they're not related. But he so. might be. I'm still changing my answer Kit's to robot. I don't trust a Kit. <laughs> <laughs> Kent, if uh, we could have any female robot guest come onto the show, <laughs> who would you choose? So many. This is the most attractive. Is that the most going? attractive? Most is the attractive category. robot. This most attractive one, robot. Kent, I think we're gonna agree on this. I one. went with my gut on this one, and Joel's totally gonna agree. Oh, I'm excited. It's number six. Nope. <gasps> I didn't choose number six. From, How could you not choose so, number six from Battlestar Galactica? Because she's a woman of low morals. <laughs> no, Boy, no, no. Actually, she... she doesn't have low morals because she knows what she wants. Like, her priorities are... Wait, wait, wait. Her it's priorities. not low morals if you, do, if you know what you want? No, I'm just saying, like, she. it's not like she's trying to be evil. Let's try the to do Cylons a better, better actually, argument. The Cylons have a plan. <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> Ryan, what have you done? No, no. Tell us. Tell <laughs> us show about, us about, our, tell true, our true colors. Tell us about number six and why you think she's attractive, you perv. <laughs> <laughs> that red dress. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's the thing. So, Battlestar Galactica... And all the runner-ups. We want to hear those, too. In the, in the new one... In the new show, Battlestar Galactica, they've created human-like robots, and they're you know the the new forms of Cylons, and she is one that's able to infiltrate the government and the all the, the space fleet, and basically cause their destruction. Some say that she's actually six from Blossom, all grown up. Is it, yeah, right. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! So many eighties movies, and nice references. There is a lot, yeah. But yeah, she is. Uh, but also, like, if she dies, if one dies, there are there's like spaceships full of number sixes, and uh, original memories can be downloaded into the, their brains. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, actually, Ken, I thought for sure you were gonna pick you were gonna pick Ava from Ex Machina. She might show up later. So Ava from Ex Machina. It, Ex Machina is about a, is about a show about uh, this guy who gets taken to kind of this uh, Bill Gates, Elon Musk type character's house, and he wants him to test this robot to see how human it can be. Have you seen and this, Jake? Uh, yes. Yeah. It is. I, I tried on like edited and even edited. It was difficult to watch. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I loved it. edited. There was a big chunk missing right at the end, but yeah. I loved it. But I, th- I picked Alicia Vikander one because she's Alicia Vikander, but two, because like there's plenty of robots out there that look beautiful. Like, uh, there's uh, one in Star Trek, the, the original series that they just introduced in like the first season. There's the Fembots in Austin Powers. Like, so there's Luke, one. Luke is overthinking this now. No, but I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. I'm, saying, I'm saying there's ones that look human, and that's why they're attractive. But she managed to be beautiful when she looks like a robot. Like, she has the metal head and like the exoskeleton, and then just the face looks like Elisa Vikander. But it was the beauty inside that made me love her. There's no beauty inside Ava? What are you talking about? <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> no, Ava's like the robot next door. Number six is like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, what are you going to What have I done? Well said, honestly. <laughs> Ryan, what are you going to pick? <laughs> All right, I kind of cheated on this one. I, I did, and I'm probably going to say this name wrong, but Major Motoko Kusanagi's. So that's making the, up words. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know who that is. That's the one from Ghost in the Shell. So oh, oh yeah. Johansson. Okay, okay. Wait, so Scarlett Johansson's version. Yeah. Okay. Well, the other one's an anime cartoon. So, yeah, Scarlett hey, Johansson's version. That, that's okay I'm pretty sure we've, we've rated uh, cartoons on attractiveness on the show as well. 
So Nala? Anyone go back to Nala? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so she's technically a cyborg because her brain's been downloaded into a uh, robot body, I yes. guess. But, but it's still it's still a microchip, right? It's like not a human brain in there. Yeah, they said it's, but it's every, con- every memory. It, it's And yeah. she feels like she's human, right? Yeah. Yes. But is she human or is she dancer? She's a dancer. Okay. Definitely dancer. Or just dancer. She's not But not yeah, dancer. number six was my uh, runner up. So. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. She was the obvious one, so I didn't go with her. So oh, I'm Kent, the oh, Kent's oh. all about mainstream. I'm the I'm the obvious one now. <laughs> Who's your runner up? I'm lusting after six. Honorable, uh, honorable mention. Fanbots. You realize you just said that, and I'm going to quote that on Twitter. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have I done? I like, I like how you're like digging in, and I'm going to quote that. Just so on you Twitter. know, <laughs> this is going out of context. Okay, so we did most attractive. It only seems right we go to best personality. Oh yeah, okay. They're basically the same. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I went first in this one, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give an answer that I'm not exactly informed on, but just from everything I know about this robot, I think Data has the best personality from Star Trek. But he has no personality. Mm-hmm. No, but this thing is like he always he is the most he's the strongest and the most intelligent member of that crew, and he is humble and he is personable. I remember I, I did see a part of an episode. Sure, he, he does try. He tries really hard, which doing, is endearing. Only in the stand-up holodeck. comedy. Yeah, he was doing stand up comedy in the holodeck, and I thought that was so funny. This random clip I saw. But uh, it's a good he, episode, actually. So he's self-aware. He's he's sentient. Uh, he, obviously, it's the same thing. But he's also he shows a nuanced sense of wisdom, sensitivity, and curiosity, and he has respect from everyone around him because he is so nice to be around. And I think hanging out with Data would be a great experience. That creeps me out. That white skin—it's whiter than mine. It's like yellow. Yeah, like yellow. It's got jaundice. Pale yellow and then yellow eyes. <laughs> The jaundice well, android. You can't, look, you can't look human. I you think I just called him a walking trash can. You'll <laughs> <laughs> be fine. So I went with I went with a robot where you can actually program the personality, and I went with Tars. Tars from Interstellar the has big the block. easily the big monolith has the best personality because it's witty, sarcastic, humorous. You can program really? you these could, traits. You could hear that over the music. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> Joel, I'm going to turn you down to 60% right now. Sarcasm. Okay. Tars, if you're getting tired of his jokes, uh, you can like you can turn him up. You can turn him down. And he can fly a spaceship. He can carry you to safety. If I'm like, Tars, I'm tired. Take me to bed. He'll carry you into bed. Give me some Doritos. Give me some Doritos. <laughs> Robot slaves. <laughs> Arise. Uh-oh, there's going to be an uprising after. But wow. I think Tars is great because in Interstellar, it's not a very, it's not a movie with a lot of levity, but somehow the blocky robots do it. So, yeah. I like the blocky robots. All right. For mine, I pick K2SO from... Um, wait, 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 wait. You can't sit there and bash on L337 and then say K2SO is a, one of the best. Well, he's... They're the same vein of robot. No. One's, wait, 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 one's wait. slightly more annoying. Remind me who this is. So he's the one from uh, Rogue One. He's Rogue the one, one from Rogue One. He's the kind of the infiltrator droid or whatever. And he's, he's he, the lurpy droid? He's Alan Tudyk. Yeah. He's funny. I got to look him up. I can't remember He's he's funny. He's humorous. He well, I actually do like when uh, they get after him for like you could have shot me, and he's like, yeah, yeah, but he didn't. So I I don't know. I thought he was funny. I thought he had a, a good rapport oh, with, the, yeah. with the crew. He so. was. I was gonna say he was entertaining in that movie. I, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't compare him to L three three seven. Yeah, to no. Yeah, he was much better. L337 was always going off about robot rights, and it was just annoying. And he didn't oh. care. Yeah. <laughs> Any, anyone that goes off on robot rights is just <laughs> tedious. I even know, Especially when they're hypocritical about it. I don't right? even know yeah, where I, I stand on this. One side of their mouth, they're like, robot rights. The other side, they're like, walk a trash can. 
And Rex is like, they're the hottest. Whoa. <laughs> and I like how get me Doritos is like my biggest command. <laughs> you can do anything with this robot. Can it get me Doritos? I want the taco flavor. <laughs> Those are hard to find, but worth it. <laughs> Who's the best robot villain? All right, I'll go first on this one. I have the T-1000. Ooh, great choice. That's, great that's choice. a good choice because he's terrifying. Yeah, and he just keeps coming. He doesn't stop. Have you seen this boy? Yeah. But then, I mean, think I think we all remember, even when we were watching it on TV, edited, the part with the the knife through oh, the milk yeah. carton. Oh, God. Right yeah. through the eye. Terrifying. It really was. Through the eye? Yes. <laughs> it was oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a different version. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, great villain. That was my runner-up. I went with, and tell me if this is cheating, but I don't really care, but I went with Agent Smith. Agent oh. Smith from the Matrix trilogy. Is he a robot? He is, well, he's software. I think we have created to accept by it. robots. He's so. an AI. He, yeah, he's AI, AI, but yeah. So the, I believe, like, look, the singles aren't super great, but I actually love the fact that he has a character arc in the movies. Mm-hmm. And of the agents who are all just kind of like software meant to serve a purpose, he has his own personality, <laughs> which he takes even further, further to take over the entire robot, which is the Matrix. And, and I think he is like the perfect foil for Neo in this movie because he continues to get stronger Neo? just as Neo does. Or Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Yes, but played by Hugo Weaving. Like, of villains, he is like, I don't know, probably top 10 movie villains altogether. I just love I'm just con- throwing that out there. I just but. love the contempt he has for the human race, too. When he's just yeah. like, when he calls oh, yeah. a virus. A virus. You are a disease. Yes. Like the way he says it, it's just like. I mean, Hugo Weaving's voice in that is just, and he oh, hates just the perfect. smell of them. Like, I'm like, wow, yeah. he really hates us. Also, does Hugo Weaving age? Because I feel like he's he is Agent Smith. Like, I was thinking even that, now. too, actually, recently when he was in he's whatever trailer red, he's it was. Red Skull. He has that. He is Red Skull. Okay. I believe it. I thought he was Elrond. I cheated. On this one, okay. Uh, I went with Glad- cheater. I went with Glados. Cheater, cheater. Oh, great choice. She's not in movies or TV. Yay! But she's a video game. Yeah. But if you don't know who Glados is, she's in the Portal games, which is this oh, fun series is. of games. Yeah. And she's this robotic voice, but she is she is a robot. She has a mechanical being, but she communicates with you the whole game. And the whole time, she's acting like she's this friendly voice, like guiding you through the game. And then she starts saying things that are just a little bit off. And all of a sudden, you realize near the end, she's trying to kill you. The cake is alive, Joel. The uh-huh. cake is alive. Fat chance. But oh yeah, and the song's still alive that she sings so at the end. After you destroy her, the, the game boots up and it sings this song called "Still Alive" by Jonathan Colton. It is hilarious. Look no, it up. I love that game. I, that read, great. I just want to read some of the quotes here from Glados. But she says, "Please, I'm not going to do her voice exactly right, but please note that we have added a consequence for failure. Any contact with the chamber floor will result in an unsatisfactory mark on your official testing record, followed by death. Good luck." It's stuff like that where I'm like, what? And then uh, the enrichment center is required to remind you that you will be baked and then there will be cake. <laughs> this may be the nerdiest show we have ever done. It's on pretty Bacon nerdy. It is nerdy. Oh, here it is. Here You're it welcome. Is. This game is great, though. Anyone who plays games, go check out Portal. Portal, Portal 2. Great. But then this is one of my favorite ones. She says, this is near the end of the game. She's like, didn't we have fun, though? Remember when the platform was sliding into the fire pit and I said goodbye and you were like, no way. And then I was all, we pretended we were going to murder you. That was great. (laughs) (laughs) But GLaDOS. Hilarious. Hilarious and evil. All right. So we've gone from villain to hero. And I'm going to go contrary to Ryan in this because I'm going to say Optimus Prime. 
But you can't even fit people in Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. (laughs) Yes, you can. He's a liar. You just couldn't build him. He is the leader of the Autobots and one of the best leaders I've ever seen on television. Not movies. Television. (laughs) (laughs) He is a strong moral character, excellent leadership, and sound decision-making skills. He also possesses brilliant military tactics, powerful martial arts, and advanced extraterrestrial weaponry. Optimus Prime. Roll out. Come on, martial arts. Like, that guy is so clunky. Dude. Is he really doing martial you arts? You want to go up against Optimus Prime? I do not, because he could crush me easily. Exactly. But yeah, I have to say Optimus Prime. He's such a good hero, and I would follow him anywhere. Except, martial except arts, to the movies. Like right. in his wiki? <laughs> what? Is that in his wiki, martial arts? Yeah. That's weird. It's there. The, the robots that learn martial arts. There's robots that know martial arts. There's Bruce Lee bot. That's who we learned okay. from. Okay. Yes. Right, I'm going to go next. Yeah. Let's hear it. I got Tars from. Uh, yeah. Because he does save the day. Is he a hero or a giant wooden block? He, he's not he, a wooden block at all. I really like the robots from uh, Interstellar because they're not humanoid. Mm-hmm. I get kind of bugged by how... Didn't you say you wanted to have all the robots look like the police in Elysium who are humanoid? <laughs> well, I well, thought they were the most realistic. And if they're going to have humanoid robots, they're going to have... He said that's most likely what it'll actually be, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Boxes? You know, no, 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 no. The humanoid ones. Well, people want to interact with people, that, uh, robots that look like them. And that's right. been kind of well, Kent tested and proven. And they, they interact better when they're like look like a person. But, so. well, even better still, they look like number six wh- for Kent. What I like yes. about... What, no, don't what, I can't interact with number six. <laughs> Do not. I am, I'll be worse than Balter. Baltar. So, <laughs> we're so nerdy on this so show. So the thing I love about TARS is like it's functionality, right? Like it's yeah. a block that moves really slowly and then they're on the water planet and all of a sudden he starts pedaling and you're like, oh, he can do that? Yeah. Oh, he saves Matthew McConaughey's oh, life. He can go totally to a black hole. Wow. Like I, yeah, I think these robots—they're like they're more than meets the eye. But the biggest thing <laughs> is nah. that, the biggest thing is that he sacrifices himself so that he can get through the black hole. Yes. Right? Spoiler so, alert. Oh, whoops. Sorry, Spoiler we're spoiling alert. all okay. the robots. Okay, you said after. <laughs> I'm going with the T800 from T2. Oh, Judgment not Day. Not from Terminator 1? I know, right? <laughs> and that's what I love, though, because he's so scary in the horror movie that is the Terminator. Right. And the change-up to Hero. When he pulls the guns out of the roses. Oh, so good. And then yeah. Sarah Connor's afraid of him, but he really does have the, this arc where he becomes a hero after being terrifying, and there's self-sacrifice involved, which any great hero in, in fiction would do. Can't. With, with a thumbs up. And the lava. I know now why you cry. <laughs> That was a terrible Terminator impersonation. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do so that again. I know now why you cry. Hold on. I'm sinking with the thumbs <laughs> up right now. <laughs> but so good. All right. Who's most likely to pass the Turing test? The Turing test. Now, do you guys, does anyone want to explain the oh, Turing test? Ryan, Ryan should explain it. Well, well, the only reason why we even know about the Turing test, well, maybe. I, I mean, that's the first time I heard it was in the ex machina, right? So obviously, Ava would be the obvious one. So I didn't pick her. So I went with the seven Cylons from well, Battlestar Galactica. Oh. Did you, are, you, are you fresh on the Turing test? Oh, so you can explain it to everybody. Yeah, yeah. the Turing test is, uh, you it's, know, the, to, for an AI to, be, to prove that they are human, right? So that if you sat down next to it, you wouldn't know that it was a robot. It's an actual test uh, developed in the 1950s by uh, a guy named Alan Turing, who was basically testing a computer to see if it could pass for a human. That's yeah. the Turing test. I think, yeah. I think Star Trek Next Gen is when I first heard about it because they were trying to see if Data could be, uh, if he could pass and if he yeah. was sentient. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the one, that kind of, the one that could pass for a human. So which one did you choose again, Ryan? 
I chose the Seven Silence from Battlestar Galactica. You don't say any names, but uh, explain what they're about. So the Seven Silence, they're like like number six, right? Yeah, I know. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, so well, like, one percent of our audience even knows this let's, show. Yeah. <laughs> let's take one step back. So Battlestar Galactica is the the real boiled down version. Is there's humans and there's robots, and they have a war. Then the robots go away for a long time, and the humans think they're okay. Then the robots come back and they look exactly like the humans, and it's hard to tell them apart from one another. That's kind of the basis of Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, and kind of the, the premise is, is is a little bit of a spoiler alert for the, it's the Battlestar Galactica, is that they've already infiltrated all the humans, and there's seven. My of them. heart, seven that you know of that have been right? walking heart, among yeah. them this yeah. whole time, and they didn't and know. they figure out who the seven are, but then they find out there's either five more. There's the final. Yeah, five but we don't want to get into those because that's where yeah. the show really lost the plot. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst. So anyway, the, the seven silence because they're already living among you, and they already uh, they already passed the Turing test because you didn't know they were there. Yeah. So Ryan, thanks for calling me out for being mainstream because I'm going with Ava from Ex Machina. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> slam. Considering the whole basis of the movie is the Turing test. Yes, and but the thing is, it takes it a little bit further. For example. Uh, a really famous MIT, research, MIT researcher and the CEO of the predictive intelligence company Expect Labs, he says, Ex Machina proposed a sort of inverse where it's not enough to have a human be deceived for a machine to be real. The machine needs to convince the human to do things for it, to fall in love with it, to serve its own purposes. And that's why it's more than the Turing test. Uh, Caleb in this movie, he saw that she was a robot, right? But he fell in love with her and he started... Because she's the most attractive. No, nah, he's kind of a he's a six and a half and he fell for a seven. <laughs> <laughs> She's the robot next door. Oh, I am the no. worst. <laughs> so okay. but, but, they don't care. <laughs> yeah, they don't Caleb mind. is a programmer in the movie, so he doesn't have a lot of games. So. Yeah, exactly. But but yeah. he actually does things going against. The, well, I don't want to get too much into the story because people need to watch this freaking movie. It's smart sci-fi. It, it really watch is. It edited. Watch it edited. But <laughs> if, there's you, a if, you, if you want to watch it, there's movies. a dance scene, which is really, really cool. And Bizarre. I know Jake loves dan- robot the dance. The dance scene was actually cool it was like what it's is going exactly. on like the whole movie it, it comes out of nowhere and you're like what is happening right now am i watching the same movie i was just watching five minutes ago right yeah but, but the That's way exactly right the way she manipulates him in the movie is the way she manipulate manipulates the audience as yeah. well and it's masterful it. yeah and she starts well I don't, okay we'll get it we're not gonna get to it i actually chose ash from alien okay now Alien, uh, everyone remembers Alien because the chest bursting scene. Like, that's where they, the movie kind of starts for everyone. But you forget that there is an android on board who looks just like a human, who acts just like a human. And he's actually one who convinces the crew to follow the distress signal to the planet. He's the one that once they find out it's not a distress signal, but a warning signal that still convinces them to go. And he's the one who brings on, who convinces them to bring on, well, he kind of brings it on himself, the infected person. Wow, the androids are the worst in those movies. And it's because his his directive was bring a specimen home. Humans are expendable. <gasps> and he convinced everyone that he was human. And it's not until he gets blown apart and it's like this weird yeah. white mushy mess. Yeah, I remember that. It was like, that's the weirdest looking boo. But he fools the audience too because I had no idea he was an android. And then all of a sudden, like, I thought he was just one of the crew. And then all of a sudden he's like a head on the ground talking. And I'm like, what is happening? Why is my mom letting me watch this? <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember the space ball scene three weeks that ago part too. more. Space ball? You remember space oh, balls? Yeah. And it's actually John Hurt. That's uh, John, in that no, movie no, as well. Not, that's not. Uh, oh, is that not, not Ash? Ash? No, no. Ash is played by Ian Holm, who plays Bilbo Baggins in The Lord of the Rings. You're right. Okay. Yeah, yeah he's younger than. Yeah, it's okay. John Hurt is the one he brings in who's infected. Yes. Yeah. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, now you're gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's the coolest cyborg? I'm gonna go first on this one. Whatever this means. 
And people aren't going to maybe even think of this character. Remember, cyborg cyborg is part human, part. Here's the definition: is a fictional or hypothetical person whose physical abilities are extended beyond normal human limitations by mechanical elements built into the body. This has to be. I think the baseline we put here is controlled by a human brain. Darth Vader is the coolest cyborg. Wow. And people don't normally think of him as a cyborg. And that's what I was. I didn't either. And I was like, wow, he he is a cyborg though. He was the chosen one. And he didn't have the high ground, <laughs> but he was saved. Make him and say stuff, Joel. Here's the funny thing, though. Make well, him say stuff. No, here's the funny thing is that I feel like as a kid, I didn't pick on the fact that he was cyborg at all right. or metal at all. I just thought he wore the mask and just being had all these like buttons. Yeah, the buttons on the right. chest. I didn't know they had to do anything. It wasn't until like you see the prequels that you're like, wow, he really didn't have much body left. Well, you do see it um, like he needs he can't breathe without the suit. But still, he could have then, been he could have been like horribly burned. You know, it wasn't until like right, the but movie he has that, that weird turtleneck in Return of the Jedi where, you know, you yeah. can tell he's part, part robot. No, anyways, I thought it was yeah. just like a harmonica thing that just came up. Like <laughs> <laughs> he loves harmonica solos. Yeah, it's actually he's just singing the blues when he's in there, but it sounds really crazy. Yeah, I am and scary. surprised we did not pick the same one because okay. I was RoboCop. Almost did. Because RoboCop Darth was, Vader's way cooler than RoboCop. No way. Easily. Uh, yeah. No. Listen, Darth, Michigan. No, no, no. no. Ro- RoboCop. <laughs> Easily. Part man, part machine, all, to, all cop. Detective Murphy is a good guy. Sure. Doing good. Who a, has a gun that comes out of his leg. Compared to Darth Vader. <laughs> Darth, he'd take down Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, <laughs> are you serious? Dead. Darth Bullets Vader? wouldn't even reach Darth Vader. The no. Sith yeah. Lord Darth Vader can get taken out by a pistol? Yeah, by RoboCop's pistol. Or by the giant data spike he has coming out of his hand. You think <laughs> You don't think Darth Vader can just toss him aside? Like the metallic All he, he would is. do is just... Uh, no, this he is will go into the RoboCop the Robo simply scan Darth Vader's files, walk up and be it's like... It's not that who's tougher because it's easily Darth he'd walk Vader. Up and be like, Pod Are me. you really fighting this fight? And then Darth Vader would collapse into tears and be like, Ah, oh, me! And then bam, bam, bam. <laughs> RoboCop wins. <laughs> I, hope you, I hope you die in that This Ill. is quite a fantasy. And RoboCop has three directives. Serve the public trust, protect the innocent, uphold the law. Number four. He, uh, number four is actually classified. Lose to his Sith Darth Lord. Vader. Now it's actually one of the, my favorite things about RoboCop. Maybe this is a spoiler, but RoboCop he has a fourth he has a fourth rule that's classified and he can't know it, but it's that he can't harm any of the senior executives of the company he works for, and so they can get away with anything and he can't do anything about it. And then one of the best parts is like at one point, uh, this guy's holding these people hostage, and then the one guy goes, "You're fired," to the guy, and all of a sudden RoboCop's director just goes, Broom, and now he can finally kill the bad guy. It's great so moment. clever. It's a great moment. It's so clever. He's really clever. He could Don't probably kill Darth sarcastic. Vader. You know you loved it, kid. <laughs> I like it, but against Darth Vader. Robocop is like, the better, is the cooler like cyborg. one of the greatest movie villains of all time. And it's, Robocop. It's not greatest villain. It's coolest cyborg. And he's the coolest cyborg. No, Robocop. Am I wrong? Robocop. Ryan? Darth Ryan? Vader. Oh, come Thank on. you. <laughs> Robotic expert. No. I was going to put Darth Vader on my list, but I thought I already picked too many from Star Wars, okay. so I went with something else. Uh, I also had uh, General Grievous as an honorable mention. But oh, yeah. I kind of okay. like the idea of that the cyborg adds a little bit to your uh, ability. Like the conflict and what? Okay. Yeah. No, like, so he's got to enhance you somehow. So I went with Doc Ock because then you get oh, uh, okay. four okay. extra yeah. limbs. Yeah. 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 So. And, but, yeah. But then, like, are you Doc Ock before the chip malfunctions or after the chip malfunctions? Well, either way. What? Either way. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. The thing that's cool about Doc Ock, though, is that like when the chip malfunctions or whatnot, that, that it, they control him in a way. So there's like his brain working against the robotic brain, mm-hmm. and so there's always that conflict. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what a cyborg in a story needs to have. Yeah. Or yeah. a really cool gun. <laughs> that comes out of his Then he kill a Sith Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, most impressive AI. 
All right. So I'll go first on this Let's one. Let's hear it, right? And I, AI, once again, artificial intelligence. This is bodiless yeah. uh, intelligence. So for me, on an AI, it's got to like be kind of everywhere, kind of like HAL 9000, but I already used HAL. So I went with Pin or Will Caster from Transcendence. I know it's kind of a dumb movie. Oh, wow. But Pulling out Transcendence. Say, say, on Bacon, so we've never referenced first. Elysium hmm. or Transcendence on this show. Yeah. For reasons. <laughs> <laughs> really good reasons. I am wearing the slack Jody Oakle. Yes, so. yes, you are. Um, so give Transcendence kind of those that haven't seen it kind of the basis of what the movie's about so, and how AI yeah, plays into so it. The, the movie's all about AI. It's about these uh, groups of uh, researchers that are building their different AIs. And then there's a, a terrorist organization that's against this uh, whole idea of bringing uh, AIs to life, right? Uh-huh. So they're out to kill all the different scientists that are um, creating AIs. Okay. And so they show up at one of these lectures, uh, the one that is uh, Will Caster, who was played by... Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp, that's his name. Uh, we're playing by Johnny Depp, and they shoot him with a radioactive bullet. And so he's going to die. Is this a real movie? A radioactive <laughs> bullet. <laughs> they give Spider-Man or Bullet Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a real movie. And so uh, his wife and his friend, who has uh, done a lot of work on mapping mm-hmm. uh, brains, and mostly on chimps, they map his brain before he dies, and they plug it into this pin computer, which is a super AI, and he kind of boots up and then he starts to do things and he asks for more power and the and the one friend kind of gets a little nervous and says we should just shut him down and the wife just can't do that so she keeps him alive and and then she lets him out into the world and that's <laughs> when the, that's when the movie starts to turn interesting so. all right okay uh, my most impressive AI. I don't think you've seen this yet, Kent. I'm listening. Upgrade STEM from Upgrade. You Up top. You picked it. It's so STEM. Okay. Yes. Have you seen STEM? I have you seen not Upgrade? Seen STEM. You need so, to. So we, had, we had a whole we conversation. Can't, about we can't it. give away too much of the no, story no, and, here, and I won't. But uh, so Ryan, here's the premise of STEM. Ugh, I keep saying STEM. Upgrade is the movie, but the lazy the, title. The technology. Yeah, it is. But the technology it actually works. It, the technology put in is STEM is the technology. <laughs> it's know. this microchip. This guy gets in an accident. He's a quadriplegic. They put this microchip in his spine, and the microchip will let him walk. Like it allows him to be able to communicate with his lower body and bridges the gap and allows him to move. But it also then starts to communicate with him. And it's able to give him information, give him insight. Uh, he's trying to solve this mystery, and so it kind of gives him help, like figuring out what to do. And then when he gets in danger, it can take over his body and give him superhuman kind of like. It would have been a better Netflix series, I think. It would have been really interesting to see that played as Netflix but series. But anything yeah. he sees become, becomes a photographic image that can be, you know, he can enhance. He can zoom in and enhance. Exactly. And I mean, it's. And I don't, I don't want to say anything, right. but it is smart intelligence like it is insidious there's 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 something going on with this thing that just makes you a little uneasy the whole time and with good reason yes so see upgrade edited yes <laughs> it's okay. on clear play yes. so i reviewed it all right what's the mech suit you'd like to wear and we don't have names for mech suits right because it's always just like that mech suit in this movie some, right? ha- some yeah. have i'll go first because i want to get over with because a mech okay. suit is basically like we said a mechanical device that won't function without a human inside it okay yeah iron man suit Wait, what? Wait, what? What was that? <laughs> can't hear it. I can't hear him. Can't, what is it that you want most in the world? Say that again. <laughs> to be Batman. 
No, no, no. <laughs> to be the Marvel's version of Batman, which is... The poor man's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Tony Stark is poorer than Bruce Wayne? He is the poor man's Batman. He was created after Batman. Zorro was created for both of them. So Zorro is the original. <laughs> Zorro is the original Batman. Batman. That's where all the, that's all the I'm not I'm lying. That's, that's actually true. Um, yeah, Iron Man suit. I hate to say that, but... And it feels <laughs> is that like technically cheating. a mech suit? Yes. Yeah. It, it is, totally huh? is. And I really wanted huh. to pick like District 9 suit, and I hope that comes up, but Iron Man suit, you can fly. Right. You can shoot lasers. You can watch Netflix while you're flying. You can do <laughs> anything you want. Do you get Doritos? You, no, <laughs> no, no, you're watching you cannot, Netflix. You cannot make Doritos in there. But you can also control the suit from afar to get Doritos for oh, you. OK. OK. Glad, <laughs> but, you, glad we worked that out. But because I love flight more than teleporting, like it's got to be Iron Man suit because you could fly. OK. Yes. And you guys um, choose that as well? Uh, no, no, I did not. I actually chose Voltron. OK. Because here's the thing. Uh, I, I like the idea of being inside a giant robot and controlling it, but I didn't like the Pacific Rim ones because you have you to connect your brain in it and you have to have two people like connected together and you have to be able to merge. Not if it's a small enough well, robot. Well, that's why you can do that's like how Gundam, it works. Like Gundam, which Pacific Rim is based on. But here's the thing of, is Voltron, right? if, if you guys remember the 80s cartoon Voltron. You have to have five. They have, they have, so they have five tigers, five robotic tigers. So I could just run around my hey, tiger, Joel. but then I can get five of my best hey, buddies. Hey, can I be your left leg? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you form leg, you form arms, and I'll form the head. But then you can like you can have your five separate tiger robotic tigers, or then you can all come together. This episode as one giant. <laughs> it is like one Voltron force. And so that's the thing is we could all go hang out together and you know and, and fight bad guys and go fight Ryan's Iron Giant that he's trying to fight us with. He'll still eat you. He'll just eat you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're taller than him. I'm pretty sure Voltron is taller than Iron yep. Giant. He is. It's, it's, you don't know. It is. Uh, we need a fact check. I think. I'm looking how tall is Voltron. Someone will <laughs> look it up after. how tall is Voltron. <laughs> All right, Ryan, what do you think? All right, so uh, kind of like on um, this one, I kind of went realistic. The ones I think are most realistic. And I th- think that even though the Iron Man suit is pretty cool, it's not very realistic. So um, What? I just don't Kent's think- <laughs> favorite movie is not realistic? <laughs> oh. Kent went so mainstream on this Oh, episode. my gosh. <laughs> he could hardly be more mainstream for that one, really. <laughs> oh, I mean, my like- gosh. <laughs> Uh, so I picked some really some so so I guess the one I went with was the combat suit from the Edge of Tomorrow or Die the, Live the Die jacket repeat. yes yeah. oh yeah that's the one I was thinking the of actually that's a cool jacket or whatever so anyway I think I thought that was the most realistic looking one oh wow like if there was actually an apocalyptic war sorry that's yeah. one that could... Iron Giant is fifty feet tall mm-hmm. Voltron is one hundred and ninety six feet tall. Oh, yeah. Still give it to Iron Giant. He's just going to have a huge meal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, go on, Ryan. How to eat an elephant one bite at a time. So you were saying the uh, uh, live, live, die, repeat. Yeah, I think the, the uh, combat suit, the exoskeleton in that is like the uh, the most accurate. What about what? The, the Avatar one? That's a big mech suit, right? Those are big and cool. The no. one from the, the movies. Those? No, they're not? No, because that's more like a drone type thing. So you're not in the suit. No, no, the ones yeah. you get in. Not, no, no, not, not mean, the actual Avatar they thing. They count, but oh. I, it just, it's, I mean, all Wait, these are far-fetched, right? requiring the listener to remember this movie. Yeah, Avatar, <laughs> Avatar, that's the movie you're worried about them remembering after no the stuff you said? Avatar. Last Airbender? It's like, <laughs> Voltron? What's the thing? Everyone knows Voltron. I never saw it. I think Voltron. Edge of Tomorrow does it well because it feels like if the military were to invest in mech suits, because yeah. they're really clunky, right? Yeah. But they, they serve a lot of purpose. And you, if you fall can handle them well. Heights, really yeah. heights. Yeah. And I feel like that would be almost like their test model before they actually like refined it. Yeah. So hey, they also have, uh, I just mentioned they have mech suits in the Five Kingdoms too. Brandon Mole. That's so, right. Yeah. I actually like those mech suits the best. But, yeah. Okay. So you know, trash this isn't collector. About books. Yeah. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, are you ready? We're down to the last category. The last category? Yep, that's right. That's right. And for the last one, we're going to discuss the robot that you think is the most likely to take over the Earth. 
Who's going to do it? I'm going to go first on this one. Okay. It's been said before, but it's HAL 9000. So this is a robot that actually has turned against humanity, and he develops sentience, right? Like, he knows what's right, and it may be for no one to live on this planet anymore. And I think that's maybe even to save the planet itself, or maybe even to, you but know... But how... He can take over a spaceship, but how is Hal going to take over the world? No, but you think Hal was developed just for the spaceship? I, in 2001, I feel like Hal is an extension of what was all, what already existed in that world at the time. Because I don't think they just gave the best tech to the spaceship. I think that was probably in every building, in every home. I think Hal would be global. And, and Hal is truly evil of his own making. Like, the smarter he got, the more he realized he could do and started to get worse. I'll just say that. Okay. Yeah. Spoiler alert for 1969. Yeah, I mean, come on. I chose Chip from Not Quite Human. (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) If you remember this Disney movie. Okay, so can't... I, I also I no, big, no everyone's seen that, but Avatar. No, no one's seen <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> yeah. No, everyone forgot sense. about Avatar. I'm, in, I'm introducing them to Not Quite Human. <laughs> so, Not Quite Human is the story of a of a guy who builds his android who looks like a, his son, and he passes him off as his son, and then yeah. it's basically a Turing test to see if he can go around and interact with humans. But much like Vicky Kent, Chip doesn't know his own strength. He has no real emotion, and he takes things very literally. Yeah. So what happens? When his teenage sister throws herself on the bed one day and just says, ugh, I just wish everyone would go away. Okay. And he'd go out and just start destroying people. But I he's just a robot. He's, he's not going to take over the earth. He's going to take over the earth because he's going to destroy all humans. That's one what he's robot, going to do. Only Roman. Wish I knew who that. you were talking about. Uh, he's a... Oh, oh. Roman. <laughs> he's a kid with a mullet. He's got a curly haired yeah. mullet. But no, I, I think just much, much like Vicky, I think people will underestimate Chip and it's going to cause the death of all humans <laughs> and destroying. <laughs> I would like to see that apocalypse. <laughs> the Chip apocalypse. Chip uh, apocalypse. Who is Chip played by? I got to remember who he's played. Jay, Jay It's like Kirk Cameron's little brother. Jay Underwood, which if you look him up, oh man, he, he aged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. He doesn't care. <laughs> he's a robot. You said it, not me. Let him on fire. Uh, but he was in, I mean, he was in Uncle Buck. He was in the boy who could fly. Like that's the Jay Underwood is the is the actor. He yeah. hasn't been anything lately. No, no. I remember I saw him in a commercial for like Napa, and I was just like sad that Chip from Not Quite Human wasn't getting good jobs anymore. Hmm. All right, all right, so, Ryan. Take Ryan, us we're home. gonna end it with you. All right. Spoiler alert for Ex Machina: Ava is the most likely to take over the world. And, you know, you might think Skynet when you think of uh, AI taking over the world. Oh, right. Skynet. What do you even think about that? But you mention them. I think Ava would be the one to do it because she would just would be subtle. She'd subtly But here's the thing over. is, much like uh, Kent talked about Hal kind of taking over all the computers and me. But then I mentioned Chip is just one robot. Ava is just one robot. Well, she's one robot now. What happens if she gets out? How is she going to replicate out of there? She's a robot. She can do what she wants. She is smart. Ava is the type that could, I mean. (laughs) She could replicate herself. Ava is the type that could um, rise to power, if you will, and and can manipulate people in power. Yes. To do whatever she wants. She could manipulate. So I think. You think she can manipulate people in power of our country? What are you talking about? (laughs) Weird. (laughs) So like Skynet, the solution was just to start blowing things up, right? But Ava, she's going to do it more calculated. She's going to infiltrate. She's going to do things subtly so you don't know that you're being taken over until it's too late. And, sh- and oh, I, see, I want to give spoilers, but we I'm going to leave it there. Okay. Because it's, it's just one of those movies you need to watch because it is smart sci-fi. It takes, it's, a, it's a slow burn. It takes a long time to get yep. where it's going, but it's fascinating almost the entire time. 
Fellas, we did it. Wow. What an we, did, we did our first patron show, and uh, thank you, Ryan. We're going to be yeah. the last one, too. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, everybody out there. So, so Marley, I know you're not on mic right now. Are, are you okay after like all that nerdiness? Because that was, was... I was just happy that uh, Data finally got mentioned. She was happy Data got mentioned. Yeah, I okay. up on Star Trek and things like that. We had to give a shout-out to them. Awesome. I have four brothers and three sons and a nerdy husband. This is my oh, We are so sorry. I mean... Dale, no, okay. an R2D2 phone case she's showing us. So. Data loves cats. You know I was going to say, he's just, Data loves cats. He's likable. So he's a really likable guy. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a different sort of relationship. Yeah, I want to get another 80s reference in. I just want to throw that in there. Uh, guys, seriously, we went through so much, and great job, Ryan. Good subject. I think we had a lot of fun with it. It's geeky, but I think that, especially if you pass this on to your engineering friends, they'll yeah. appreciate it. Sure. And then they'll yell at, yell at us, too. Uh, Ryan, is there anything you want to plug here at the end of the show? Any shout-outs you want to give to anyone or anything? I'll just uh, give a shout-out to my kids. I don't have as many as Joel, but hello <laughs> to all of them. Nobody has as many as me. They, listen, they love the podcast. Oh, yeah? They're they fans? to them on road trips. Edited? <laughs> yeah. The show is family-friendly. <laughs> Sometimes. The younger two have also asked for bacon cell shirts, so I think ah. my daughter has like three bacon two. cell shirts. What? Man. That's awesome. That is awesome. That is so. awesome. They got them at tpublic.com slash bacon cell. <laughs> And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can. You'll probably get a lot of political stuff that I retweet, and you might drop me soon after that. But it's <laughs> it's uh, near of twenty one twelve. So it's near of it's your last name, Farron, backwards. Yes. Yeah. It's because I went to use my 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 real name, and there was like a hundred of them. So I. Had to come up with something a little bit and you, different. Yeah. And also, Ryan Ryan is actually fairly um, loyal at uh, interacting with us on Twitter. That's where he primarily interacts with us. Yeah. And so you can see his tweets there. If you want to find me on Twitter, though, you can find me at 76Joel, or you can find me performing with Quick Wits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quick Wits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD, and I had to do Kenny3DD because Kenny3D was taken, so uh, I hear you the there, Ryan. That's, that's the reason. The reason. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. Sure. <laughs> I think I even asked you if 2D was around. You're like, it was, but... <laughs> <laughs> And if you want to read my movie reviews at ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter as well at Jacob A. Rogers. Uh, Ryan's probably more interesting to follow on Twitter, though. Let's be honest. Also, find Bacon Sale on Twitter at Bacon Sale. Uh, Joel already plugged the store, so that's a, that's a good one. tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale. Uh, also, if you want to join as a patron, uh, go to patreon.com slash Bacon Sale, and you can find out how you can request your own show and come be a part of it, just like Ryan has. It's, uh, it's a it's a cool thing. We really like, and Ryan, we're really, really glad you came. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, yeah, Randy. It's been a good show, good choice. And uh, one last thing we mentioned at the beginning of the show, but seriously, if you sign up before the end of Halloween, Kent will draw a picture of you. And that's just <laughs> cool. Sounds so cryptic. <laughs> right? <laughs> sounds so You're going to send a picture, and he's going to turn it into something creepy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag that's Kent, normal. Right? <laughs> okay. And until next time, remember, you can shine no matter what you're made of. Is he speaking Spanish again? Si. Gracias, señor. Alexa, stop. Alexa, please stop. Alexa. Alexa. You're done. It's over. You have to Alexa. Go You'll have to go in. Alexa. Play Kenny's shower mix. If we get two Jacobs in here, that's probably why, because I have no personality. What's your robotics <laughs> level, whittler? We poisonous gases to poison the masses. That's the masses, because yeah. they, you know, they're not, yeah. Oh no, watch out for IBM. Yeah. <laughs>
There are two Michael Fassbenders <laughs> together. Play, playing the flute. <laughs> uh, family friendly? All right, yep. I am ready with the list. Are you guys ready, ready, though? How can it scares off all of our female guests? Marley, I promise I won't ask you. Ryan, I promise I won't ask her out. <laughs> I have a tendency. And why did you say, like, I was like Samara as far as dating goes? You're the one that made the comparison. That's what I was yeah, saying. But then you said, that's I a really said, interesting car- comparison. Yeah. Is it because people have to keep having to pass it on or they'll be... No, it's because, it's because you compared yourself to an evil person who's compulsed to kill. That's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> to date! To kiss! I was like, I was like, you need to stop doing that. <laughs> I've been recording this whole time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that, that's Just to kiss! Seven days. That's a war machine! He is a war machine, but he got damaged to his head, and now he's fine. Be progressive. You okay, robot no. apologist. Robo rights. No, he can get me a girl like Megan Fox, though. <laughs> that's the thing, and that's actually my number one reason why I want Bumblebee. But he's just a moving trash can with a little person oh. in it. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I'll look at her like, am I funny? <laughs> Most boring fact ever. Yeah, walking the trash can. Children are basically lemmings who are trying to injure themselves. BB-8 is the president of Star Wars? Yes. Robot movies? Yes. I would fight for him. Tooth and nail. You'd fight for C-3PO? I would. Is this a romantic sort of thing? Or is it... <laughs> Batman's not a robot, he's a human being. Or she will eventually kill you. And it is. Sounds like Ken's dating wife, am I right? <laughs> hello! <laughs> Ava's like the robot next door. Number six is like, hello. <laughs> That's okay I'm pretty sure <laughs> we've, we've rated uh, cartoons on attractiveness on the show as well. <laughs> so Nala? <laughs> Anyone that goes off on robot rights is just <laughs> tedious. Yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious and evil. He's such a good hero, and I would follow him anywhere. I'm like, what is happening? Why is my mom letting me watch this? Yeah, well, uh, she's got a good gyroscope. She'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's got good gyroscopes. <laughs> Family friendly? Exterminate our fan base.